This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The legal information presented on In Legal Terms is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information conveyed does not create any type of attorney-client relationship. Please consult an attorney provider before making any decisions about your specific legal questions. Welcome to In Legal Terms from MPB Think Radio, the show all about you and your rights. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. Hello, Professor Gershon. Liz, it's great to be here this morning. And I, I love the shows when we get a chance to showcase all the good that lawyers are doing in, in the state of Mississippi and for the people of Mississippi. And, you know, that is a chance to highlight the work of the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project. And we're thrilled today to have uh, Gayla Carpenter-Sanders, who's the executive director and general counsel of, I'm going to say MVLP from now on, the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project, and Sierra Williams, the staff attorney from MVLP. Great to have you both with us. Can you can you tell us a little bit about both your backgrounds and how you came to be um, interested in MVLP? Sure. So I guess I'll start. This is uh, Gayla. I um, I was in private practice for about 10 years um, after graduating from law school, and I worked uh, for a plaintiff law firm and for a defense law firm. And throughout my tenure at both of those firms, I was connected early on with MVLP. And uh, I started doing pro bono with MVLP early on back in 2004, and I enjoyed the work. I enjoyed the staff, um, wonderful people, and I enjoyed the work of MVLP. And so around 2014, uh, that position was open, and uh, I was encouraged to move over to MVLP which, you know, thankfully the board accepted me and I started working there. And so now I'm seeing MVLP from an administrative standpoint um, and from a programmatic standpoint. And but in the back of my mind, I always remember what it was like as a private attorney doing pro bono. And so now we're trying to make sure at MVLP that we're we're expanding it in a way that it's beneficial to our clients as well as to um, the attorneys who give up their time. Um, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying the work that we do. Um, and that's, I guess that's a little bit about uh, my background and how I came to be at MVLP. Sierra, what about you? Sure. My background is just a little different. Um, So I graduated um, with a paralegal studies degree from Ole Miss. And during that time, I was working at North Mississippi Rural Legal Service as a part of um, a component for a class that I was in. And once I started working there, I saw the impact that legal services and nonprofit organizations had on individuals who couldn't really afford attorneys. And immediately I knew I wanted to go to law school and I wanted to be just like the lawyers who were assisting individuals. And luckily, I've been able to do that through MVLP and other organizations who have allowed me to come in and basically provide services to individuals who otherwise probably wouldn't even be, wouldn't even have the funds to afford the services. 
Well, you, both of you and the organization are doing great work, and, and we so appreciate you. And, you know, can you, can you tell us a little specifically about what types of things Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project does? Sure. So we help individuals who are at or below 200% of the federal poverty guidelines. And uh, just to give you that in terms of numbers, what that means is that if you are single and uh, you live alone, we look at your income to determine uh, whether, well, we look at your income and what type of case matter you have. Um, And that's how we determine whether or not we can provide services to you. So when we look at someone who is at or below 200% of the poverty guidelines, if you live alone, you cannot make more than $25,760 per year. If there are two people in your home, we look at the combined income of both. And we have to take into consideration disability. We have to take into consideration any type of government assistance that you receive. Um, but if you're if you're if there are two people in the home, then it's thirty four thousand eight hundred forty. And so basically what the uh, federal government does is that they add an additional nine thousand on to that amount in order to determine how much. Um, you know, a different house, different households, how much the threshold is in terms of getting assistance. So we help individuals who are at or below 200% of the poverty guidelines. And then we also determine what their case matter is. And so we help with family law. We help with expungements. And now we help with foreclosure prevention. And we do it, we do it, um, three different ways. This is how we provide our services. We do what's called full representation, and that's where we appoint an attorney to represent an individual from start to finish. That means this attorney is going to have that initial consultation with you. They're going to draft pleadings um, and participate in litigation for you. They're going to go to uh, court hearings on your behalf, and if there's a trial, um, a final trial for your particular legal matter, then they will also provide that service. That's what we call full representation. We also do what we call um, is pro se clinics or limited representation, meaning that the attorney will provide consultation. They'll provide uh, legal documents that they are drafting for you, but they're not going to represent you in court. And we usually try to reserve those pro se clinics for individuals who you know are comfortable with going into a courtroom on their own and representing themselves. We just want to make sure that they have the proper pleadings in and that they didn't get pleadings from the internet that's not even based in Mississippi law. Um, So we provide that through our pro se clinics. We also have another site that we oversee, and this is part of a a national site through the American Bar Association and the Baker Donaldson firm out of Tennessee, excuse me, and that is the um, Mississippi Free Legal Answers. And that's a virtual website. And what an individual can do, you still have to qualify for the services, but they can go on MississippiFreeLegalAnswers.org and they can register to use the site and they can go in and and type in a question, uh, whatever their legal question is, and then an attorney responds to that question by giving them some guidance um, as to what they need to do um, or if, if it's at all based in law. 
um, they give them some type of guidance. So that's the third approach that um, how we deliver services to individuals. One of the things that we do uh, when we, we provide our services in those different um, methods, the types of cases that we handle mostly are based in family law. Um, and so we help with adoptions, birth certificate corrections, power of attorney, advanced health care directives, conservatorships, emancipation, guardianship, name change, wills, expungement, foreclosure prevention, and divorce. And we don't help with all types of divorces. We help with uh, irreconcilable differences, divorces, your no-fault divorces, as well as uh, divorces where the uh, one spouse has been sentenced to penitentiary because that's a ground that you can use to get a to get a divorce, and we also um, help with desertion divorces. That's another ground. Uh, there are about twelve grounds that you can get divorces on in the state of Mississippi. We only help with two of those, um, and that's desertion and sentenced to penitentiary, and then of course your irreconcilable differences divorces. That's um, and that we we've done uh, shows on divorces uh, in Mississippi uh, with Debbie Bell and and other uh, family law attorneys um, and uh, you know that that's important information um, and it's great that you help now. Uh, how was MVLP even created? I guess is one question that people might want to know. Yeah, so uh, MVLP has been around almost forty years now. It was created back in nineteen eighty two. Um, what we saw. Um, back then, prior to 1982 with legal services, is that um, they had staff attorneys that they would hire who would help indigent individuals. Well, of course, as you can imagine, as your poverty rate increases, the need uh, for more legal services um, is is very necessary. So you didn't have enough staff attorneys to meet the need of the public. And so what the Legal Services Corporation uh, decided to do was pull out a portion of the funding that they gave to legal services and said, hey, we want you to use this money to place private attorneys with individuals who need this service. And so our bar, Mississippi Bar, who uh, at that time it was under the uh, president, uh, it was under President uh, Curtis Coker, they created the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project. And that was a partnership between legal, excuse me, legal services and the Mississippi Bar. Um, and the whole purpose of it was that legal services would provide the funding, the Mississippi Bar would provide the people uh, the attorneys to provide the service. And so since 1982, we have always operated under that model. We still receive uh, funding, some funding, and we receive a lot of cases from legal services um, to, to help with, with individuals that they cannot place with staff attorneys. And so if you can imagine, you know, there are a lot of people who need that service. We're so glad to have our guests, Gayla Carpenter-Sanders from the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project and also Sierra Williams from the MVLP. We're discussing the work of the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project. How can you learn more or how can you contribute financially to the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project? I'll tell you next. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. If you've missed any of our program, you can hear the whole show at inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. It's also available on the MPB Public Media app, as are all our local shows. I'm Liz Gill. I'm here with Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law to... He read more about our guests or to financially help fund our, their, the MVLP, you can go to their website, mvlp.net. That's for the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project. This morning we are talking with attorney Sierra Williams and Gayla Carpenter Sanders, executive director and general counsel of the MVLP. And it's great to have them both here. And I know that you do clinics. MVLP provides clinics, and including you mentioned the family law clinic. And how is all this operating during COVID-19? It seems like, you know, that this has been a challenging time for all of us. And for legal services, people still need legal services. How does that work? Well, I tell you, we had to uh, we had to learn early on uh, that we were going to have to adjust. We actually had a clinic, an expungement clinic, set for the end of March of 2020, and so when the pandemic hit that second week of March, we had to cancel it. But we had so many people who had already reached out um, in need of the service. So what we decided to do was interestingly, we had purchased a um, a go to meeting place platform early in the year um, just to help with doing webinars. And so uh, when the pandemic hit, we were like, wow, you know, this was a blessing in disguise to us to already have had this go-to meeting and training on it. So what we did was we moved quickly to a virtual-based platform. And so by the first week of April, we had the clinic up and going virtually. So what we do now um, with our virtual-based clinics is that we'll still advertise via Facebook, via press releases. Um, we haven't done as many flyers because people, we would normally send those to libraries, and a lot of libraries are like by appointment only or it's still very limited people that will come in there. So what we do now is, you know, we publicize it. <clears throat> excuse me. We publicize it, and we ask the um, individuals to call in to a particular number or if they have a tablet or smartphone, we give them the link to join. We provide them uh, an overview of how the clinic is going to work, an overview of the law um, prior to the clinic. And uh, we give them an opportunity to ask any questions and we allow them to apply to participate in the clinic. 
Um, and what we do is we allow them also when they apply for the services, we ask them to upload any documents that we need. So if, if we're helping you with a divorce, we may need a copy of the marriage license. We need, we always need a copy of your driver's license. Um, if it's a guardianship, we need a copy of the child's birth certificate. So we ask you to upload that to our system and uploading is really simple. It's not, you don't have to have a scanner. You can take a picture of your document and, uh, you know, upload it to our system so that we'll have it. We get that information, we compile it, and we transfer that to an attorney who has agreed to uh, take on the file. The attorneys are able to do it from the comfort of their home. So in the past, when we had these in-person clinics, they had to pack up a laptop, drive to the location where we where we were hosting the clinic, and then, you know, sit for three or four hours. Now, um, you know, it's just emailed to them. They draft the documents. They send it back to MVLP. MVLP <clears throat> reviews it, and then we send it to the individuals, um, and we give them instructions on what they need to do in order to represent themselves. So it's actually quite interesting how you know we've transformed it. Um, you know, it's a lot more work, uh, staff time, but we have not had a break in providing the services, which is what we're most proud of. Um, we were able to continue going within two to three weeks of, of the state closing. We are very proud to have Gayla Carpenter Sanders, Executive Director and General Counsel of the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project, also Attorney Sierra Williams. We have Peter Paul on the line. Thanks for calling in to In Legal Terms. What's your comment or question? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, my child, my child is, have turned 18, and her mother was married, and she's going through a divorce. Now she's trying to get back pay child support from me, which I received a letter saying I owe like $12,000 in child support. But I always have took care of my child, you know, even when she was married. And now I guess she's upset I'm going through a divorce. So what are my legal options for me having to pay back pay? Because she had took me off child support because I was taking care of my child. Now she went back and put me back on. And when I asked her about it, she told me it wasn't her, her doing. It was the court system doing because she went through a divorce. And when she went to court, they told her she had to put everybody on child support, which included me. So what are my legal options? which I don't believe that, first of all. I think she just put me on there and asked for back pay because of the simple reason she's upset and getting a divorce. So what are my options dealing with that? So, Mr. Paul, thank you for your question. Um, one of the things, so this is what I this is what I suggest to you. That's a very good question. Um, I'm really talking more so about the program in general and the services that we provide. Before I give legal advice on anything, I always like to see documents um, because yeah. that tells me I, that's how I can give you the most accurate information. This is what I would yeah. suggest um, in order to get an answer to that question. Mm -hmm. um, if you would, if you would go to Mississippi Free Legal Answers.org, it's MS Free Legal Answers.org, and type that question in, you can register to use that site. If you type that question in, an attorney can respond to you and give you um, very accurate information. I would suggest, and you're allowed to upload documents. The uh, you're anonymous to that attorney. That attorney is anonymous to you. 
you can certainly um, you can certainly ask that question there, but I don't want to give you any inaccurate information because I don't have you know the documents in front in front of me. I also will tell you that um, if you are an individual in need of legal services, child support um, modification or child support cases are not the types of cases that. MVLP assist with any longer. We used two years ago, um, but we no longer help with child support modification cases. What I would suggest, though, is that if you if you receive any type of direction uh, via Mississippi Free Legal An- <clears throat> Answers, that you also contact legal services in your area. Um, I'm not sure what part of the state you're in. If you're in the northern part of the state, you would contact North Mississippi Rural Legal Services, or if you're in the southern part of the state, you would contact Mississippi Center for Legal Services. But if you'll do a quick search for either one of those organizations, they appoint attorneys um, to help with child support cases. And so that may be the best route for you to take in getting an answer if, if Free Legal Answers is not able to give you some direction. Peter Paul, we're so glad that you called in. Uh, we recognize our attorneys can't speak to individuals' situations specifically, but we hope our uh, our guest was able to help point you in the right direction. Thank you so much for calling in. We have another call on the line. It's Jamian from Cleveland. Jamian, what is your comment or question for our guests from the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project? Uh, good morning, y'all. I, uh, my, my question is, uh, what is the uh, cost for the ML, um, excuse me, MVLP uh you know, how much does it cost a uh, person? And um, do you all help in uh, getting um, not not guardianship, but uh, visitation rights? Excellent question, uh, Mr. Jamian. Um, so we do not charge anything for that service. The attorneys volunteer all of their time. So let's say you you have a visitation case. If you were to go into an attorney's office and ask them for assistance with getting visitation, they may charge you what's called a retainer fee and retainer fee. And every, every attorney's office has a different retainer fee for their particular legal matters that they're helping with. And so that means that they are charging you per hour for the amount for the service that they're providing to you. With MVLP, we are matching you with individuals who are with with attorneys who are volunteering their time. They're donating the the legal advice, the legal expertise, the drafting, courtroom representation, all of that. So they are not charging you at all. So it's zero cost. What you will be responsible for, though, are filing fees. And that's assessed by the the particular clerk's office of the county where you're filing your documents. And that that can vary from county to county as well. But that's the only thing that you're responsible for, filing fees and maybe some subsequent fees that may be related. Like if you have to serve someone with papers, you may have to pay a service processor, um, processor server for that, or you may have to uh, publish it in the newspaper. There's a cost for that. So there may be some um, associated costs with it, but as far as the attorney's fees, that is all, um, that's all donated and it's provided, the service is provided to you free of charge. 
visitations. No, we do not help with visitation cases. However, what we do provide through our legal clinics is advice. Um, and so we, you can go to our website at www.mvlp.org backslash clinics, C-L-I-N-I-C-S. And when you go to that site, you'll see a list of all of the virtual clinics that we have coming up. And we have a family law clinic coming up very soon. Um, you can sign up to go to that clinic, an attorney would meet with you one-on-one uh, -on -one to give you legal advice as to what you need. And here's the good thing, too, about our program. Even though some of the types of cases, um, some of the cases that individuals have we may not help with, like a visitation case, we do allow attorneys who may do visitation work. Let's say you come to this clinic and this attorney says, you know, I, I wouldn't mind helping you um, to, to handle this particular matter for you. Then we'll allow that attorney to, um, to provide that service to you through MVLP, even though that's the type of case that we don't handle. But I would suggest that you come to our clinic just to see if it's an issue that even needs to, where you even need to go through litigation, go through courts uh, for a visitation schedule but visit our website at www.mblp.org backslash clinics. Thank you, Jameson, for calling in. We hope that that helps you. Uh, folks, we're going to have all these websites on the podcast website information for this show, so you'll be able to go there and uh, find all this information. We're so lucky to have our guests today. Email us your questions. The address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. We're talking with representatives from the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project about their work. Would you like to hear more about the Mississippi Vol Volunteer Lawyers Project? I'll tell you how. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is Ophira Eisenberg, host of NPR's Ask Me Another. Do you have an extra car that you wash more than most people go to the dentist? Well, save some time and some water and donate it to us. Think about it. Rather than it sitting there taking up space, your extra car could be making public radio. And when you donate it here, you may also qualify for a tax deduction. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. 
you're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. It's the show all about you and your rights. Professor Richard Gershon is our expert host. I'm Liz Gill. We hope that you'll subscribe to our podcast. Lots of different podcasting platforms out there. I happen to like Podcast Addict. Some people are Spotify folks. Others are Apple people. You download it to your phone touch the plus that takes you to a page to search for podcasts type in in legal terms in the search area it brings up our show and then you can touch the photo and subscribe and you can be notified when any new episodes are loaded up which is usually the afternoon that they air live this morning we're talking about the mississippi volunteer lawyers project with our guests attorney sierra williams and gala carpenter sanders executive director and general counsel miss sanders has been on our show previously Previously, she talked about the work of the MVLP on September 24th of 2019 and also October 24th of the of 2017. We have a call now. We're going to go to Teresa in Columbus. Teresa, thanks so much for hanging on. What's your comment or question for our guests from the MVLP? It's not necessarily for the guests, but for anybody. How do you get in touch with the, this uh, um, expungement program? Um, so that's an that's an excellent question. I think that kind of helps us get into um, uh, Attorney Williams, who is here uh, from MVLP. She oversees our foreclosure prevention and uh, expungement program. And so I'm going to let her answer answer that question. Sure. So there are several ways that you can get in touch with us. Um, one of the best ways is probably going to be to go to the website that Gayla pre- previously mentioned, which was www.mvlp.org backslash clinics. And that will allow for you to sign up for any clinics that we have coming up. And we actually just had a clinic on last Friday, and it was very successful. We're very excited about the outcome, and we're looking forward to our next clinic. I'm dealing with expungements, which will be late in October. And so the best way to get in contact with us is to go ahead and register for that clinic. You can register as early as now. Go ahead and register. It'll give you time to upload any documents that we need. It will give you the opportunity to see what documents you need. And so the best way to get in contact with us regarding expungements is going to be through mvlp.org backslash clinics. I'm sorry. You just said it so fast. I can't write it down. That's okay. Oh, well, we'll <laughs> here, get your pen and pencil. Everybody, open the drawer, find a pen, do a little circle that. to make sure that it works. Their website is MVLP, that stands for Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project, dot O-R-G, and then you do the slash clinics. That's so exciting, Sierra, that uh, the clinic will be in October, but folks could go ahead and register now for that, you say? That's correct. It, it, I would um, encourage everyone to go ahead and, and sign up early because the earlier you sign up, the more likely it is that you can. we can make sure that there are volunteer attorneys there and you will have all the documents that you need. One of our biggest issues is not having documents. And so having to get clients to get us documents and that creates a longer waiting period because, of course, you have to get those documents from the court that sentenced you. And so we want to make sure that you're able to get those documents in. So you can sign up for that clinic as early as today. Oh, so just go to MV, 
lp.org backwards life clinic that's right, That's Teresa. Right. Thank you so much for for calling and for asking that question. Uh, Sierra, when we had Peter Paul ask earlier, and he uh, was questioning a court order that uh, he someone he was in connected with was requiring, can how easy is it to get court documents like for an expungement or if someone is requiring you to do anything? How how easy it is it to get court documents? Sure. It's normally very easy. Um, it's as simple as walking over to the court or going to whatever court has those documents and simply asking for those documents. It is literally that simple. Sometimes the courts will charge you a fee. That fee is generally for printing purposes. Maybe it's 25 cents per page, or maybe they have it capped at maybe $15. But if you walk up to the clerk and tell the clerk what, what you're needing, they'll release those documents to you. And generally, those documents, especially I know for sure with expungements, those documents are public records. And so there's no reason that you can't retrieve those documents. And Sarah, that's, thank you for that, because that I think people don't realize that, you know, you can go look up somebody's will if you want to, you know, the Chancery Court, um, it's public document. Um, I, what exactly, though, is an expungement? I, you know, so, and when, when would somebody get an expungement? Sure. So an expungement acts as just an erasal of a conviction or an offense from your criminal history record. That means that once your background check is pulled up, that offense will no longer appear. And so some expungements are at the discretion of the court and some are not at the discretion of the court. And when I say that, I'm talking about dismissals. Um, if something has been dismissed from an individual's criminal history record, it's not at the discretion of the court. That individual can have that thing expunged off of their record if they petition the court to do so. Um, however, there are other offenses, which are convictions, that are at the discretion of the court, meaning that the judge has the discretion to grant or deny their petition or motion. And, and um, you know, the expungement, so why, why is it important for someone to get an expungement? When would that be helpful to them? There are individuals who get expungements for all types of reasons. Some individuals are older and they just don't want it on their record. They just don't want it there. Other individuals are seeking to get into schools, nursing school. We hear that a lot. Individuals are seeking employment. Um, something on their criminal history record could keep them from getting a better job or a job at all. And so a lot of individuals are reaching out so that they can re regain their life back, <laughs> so that they can get better jobs so that they can go back to school, even as small, what's not really small is actually kind of big, even as big as housing. Sometimes a criminal history record will prevent you from getting necessary housing. And so individuals are seeking to get these things off of their record so that they're able to live a better life. It's, it's really, it's great that y'all are helping people with expungement. So what, uh, right now a person can only, my understanding is you can only have one expungement that, and, and there's kind of a limit there. Is there any proposed legislation that might change that, or, or we, you know, some states offer expungements for for multiple times? So the only time where you can only have one thing expunged off of your criminal history record is when it's a felony. And there was a bill, House Bill 122. Um, that bill was, during this legislative session, unfortunately, it died in committee. And so what they were seeking to do was to increase the number of felonies that an individual could have removed from their criminal history record. And so they would increase that number from one to three. And an individual would have to wait 15 
15 years to get three felony expunctions removed from their three felony offenses removed from their record. And so, so if I had just a, a non-felony offense, say maybe especially as a minor, uh, and then later on, uh, you know, had another offense, I could get both of those expunged as long as they weren't felonies. As long as you've, um, as long as you've done everything that you need to do, as long as you've completed all terms and conditions required by your sentencing order, it is likely that you would be able to have those things removed from your record. But only one felony conviction, and what I, I want to make a distinguishment there because a conviction and a dismissal are two different things. And so, if you have two felony offenses and one of them is a conviction and one of them is a dismissal. That does not mean that you can't have both of those things or petition the court to have both of those things removed. You can still petition the court to have both of those things removed. You can just have only one felony conviction removed. But when it comes to misdemeanors, um, so long as you've completed all terms and conditions and you've done so within the statute, sometimes that's a two-year requirement, then you can have those misdemeanors expunged as, or petition the court to have those misdemeanors expunged. What clinics are available at MVLP? I'll tell you next. This is In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Thank you for being part of In Legal Terms. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. It's also available on the MPB Public Media app, as are all our local shows. I'm Liz Gill, here with Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. At 11 a.m. Central on Tuesdays, following our live show, you can hear Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking, with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. Well, I thought since our guests are here from the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project, I'll just read out the virtual clinics they have coming up. Man, we don't have enough time in the hour to read all the clinics that they have coming up. Everything from wills and uh, family law clinic, uh, foreclosure prevention. They've got 
stabilizing the economy expungement clinic coming up in October. They've got lots of different things every single month coming up. So uh, please do go to that website, mlvp.org slash clinics. Sign up early so that you know what you need and you can gather all of your materials so that you'll be ready. We want to go ahead and take our last phone call for the show. We're going to go to V in Wayne County. V, thank you so much for calling in to In Legal Terms today. What's your comment or question for our Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project professionals? Oh, I'm sorry, V. What's, what's your question for our crew today? Yes, quickly, regarding adolescents um, that commit felonies, um, is there any way that their records can be expunged, please? Um, There is a way that their record can be expunged. Um, If they were charged as an adult, then we would just typically use our general felony statute and and try to get those things removed and just petition the court to get those removed. And and you all can definitely, like I said, you can go to that website and you can um, sign up for the next clinic. And we can definitely take a look at all of those documents and advise you of what your options are and what what needs to be done in order to get that removed from your record. What about a juvenile? Juvenile. Yeah, same same with the juvenile if they're charged as an adult. If they're not charged as an adult, you may want to reach out to the attorney who worked on their who worked on that case initially. Um, because my understanding is that those records are typically sealed if they're not charged as an adult. Okay, charged as an adult. Fifteen, I think fifteen or six fifteen charged as an adult. Yes, Yes, ma'am. I would encourage you to just uh, sign up to attend the the nearest clinic, which is October October 29th. And so that's what I would advise you to do so that we can take a look at those documents and better advise you on that matter. For sure. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, V. We appreciate you calling in today. Thank you for that call, V. And, and, you know, one of the things that you're doing, uh, in, in addition to expungements, is working with uh, homelessness and, and, you know, that's always workforce viability. Those are both uh, issues that are important anytime. But now we're going through this, this pandemic. We hope we're getting to the end of it. But what is MVLP doing in regards to, to those issues? So we are very excited about a new program we have going on. It's our foreclosure prevention program. And through that program, we will have clinics, just as we have with the expungement. We will have three clinics this year, and those clinics will be for individuals who are facing foreclosure, meaning they're in jeopardy of losing their homes. And so what we want to do is to do our best to try to help them stay in their homes, whether that's give them advice about what they need to do moving forward or whether they're seeking out a loan modification through their service or a lender. And so that loan modification will allow for them to modify the terms of their loan so that they're able to get caught up in making their payments. And so with the help of volunteer attorneys, we are seeking to to help individuals with their loan modification and ensure that they're able to stay in their homes. It's so important. I mean, it... um... And what about workforce viability? I mean, how, are, there, are there issues of workforce viability? People, first of all, having having trouble 
I think it affects women, especially who are having your kids maybe taking school virtually or, or at home and, and, you know, coming out of the workforce and trying to get back in. Is it is MBLP working with those issues as well? So one of the ways that we work with those issues is the process that we just explained, which was the expungements. So expungements kind of getting those things that are on your criminal history record off of your criminal history record opens up your availability to work. It, it opens you up to jobs that may not accept convicted felons or who may look at certain misdemeanors a certain type of way. It allows for those individuals to enter into the workforce. And so that's one way we're helping with that. Another way, it's kind of hard to work when you don't have anywhere anywhere to live. And as you explained, um, now that everything is virtual and the kids are at home, it's kind of hard to get back into the workforce. And so one of the things that we want to help with is making sure that you're able to have a home for the kids to even work from virtually and also for you to be able to sustain your household through gaining um, proper work and income. And um, if someone is um, having an issue with, with, uh, for example, trying to just not be able to, to, to make their payments, does MVLP provide financial assistance or would they have to go somewhere else for that? So MVLP does not provide financial assistance. Unfortunately, we just don't have a bank of money to do that. Um, but there are other organizations like Mississippi Home Saver who generally will pay individuals in um, rental or um, mortgage payments if they fall delinquent on those mortgage payments. However, to my knowledge, that program has run out of money for this year, and every time that that program gets money, they open up their application to all eligible individuals, and those individuals are allowed to fill out an application. We are always seeking to know more about um, organizations offering financial assistance so that we are able to make referrals to our clients about where they can try to go to get some additional assistance. And it's so important. I, I talked to my students about the fact um, that, you know, from an ethical point of view, private lawyers anyway, uh, who, who are uh, you know charging, can't uh, can't give personal assistance, financial assistance to to their clients. I think that people don't always understand that, but it really is an ethical rule. So, um, you know, it's great that you have that that list of other organizations that can help because there are other people besides lawyers that, that people need to look to in those situations. Um, we don't have a ton of time left, but how much, what, what else do y'all want us to know about MBLP and what you're doing uh, in the time that we have? So listen, that's a great question. Um, just in this brief uh, time, I, I do want to say that uh, MVLP is supported through grants from the state, uh, through the federal government, and from the private sector. And one of the things that people don't stop to think about is that legal services is something that's needed. We have over 585,000 people living in poverty in Mississippi. And so it's important that these people have access to the legal system when needed. And so we need private donations to help us to continue our work. And you can go to our website at www.mvlp.org. And if you, if you see the tab, uh, you look at the tab, it says donate. There are many ways that you can donate. You can go to Kroger and list us as one of um, the, uh, the, the charitable organizations that you want to receive a certain percentage off of your groceries, Amazon the same way, or just a, don a financial donation to MVLP. But we certainly need that support, especially during these uh, difficult times. 
you know, and, and, and people, I think, need to understand that, 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 that access to legal services is so important. And even if you're not a person that is below the poverty level, when you're, when you're helping people keep their homes and, and be able to be in jobs, and that's really going to help everybody. And, Absolutely. And so you're, you're really, you're doing great work. And, uh, and you know, we so appreciate it. And, uh, and would you please remind us what your next clinic is again, uh, the, the nearest clinic for people? Yeah, so all of the clinics, all of the clinics are virtual right now. So anyone from across the state can attend the clinic. And I think it's coming up in April. Am I right, Sierra? April 9th. April 9th. And that's a virtual family law clinic. And so anyone who has a family law matter can register for that clinic by going to our website. And it's virtual. So you can be in Capaya County. You can be in Harrison County. You can be as far up as Alcorn County. Thank you, Attorney Sierra Williams. And thank you, Gayla Carpenter-Sanders, Executive Director and General, Direct, General Counsel, both with the Mississippi Volunteer Lawyers Project. We appreciate your work. We appreciate you coming on our show to tell everybody about your work. We'll make sure we have as many links and as much information on this show as we can. Thank you very much. That's going to wrap us up for today's In Legal Terms. Our call screener has been Jabba Chapman. And man, couldn't do this without Jay White. So for Professor Richard Gershon, who hosts from the University of Mississippi School of Law, I'm Liz Gill. Join us next Tuesday live at 10 a.m. Central for In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.